Welcome back to America's leading higher education podcast, The EdUp Experience, where we make education your business. Hosts Dr. Joe Salustio, Elizabeth Liba, and producer Elvin Freites bring you the brightest and most influential minds in higher education today. We explore innovations, ideas, and issues in higher education and beyond, and hopefully have a little fun along the way. Now let's get to it. Hey everyone, just want to let you know that we're honored that past guest and great friend of the Edip Experience, Marcus Ogden, is the kind sponsor of this episode. Now let's get to it. Welcome back, everybody. This is the Edip Experience, where we make education your business, interviewing the brightest and most influential minds across education and beyond. With us today, it's a complete honor, uh, privilege to be talking to him. He's a social justice advocate, warrior, an amazing human being. His name is Selwyn Jones. I call him Mr. Jones. He's the uncle of George Floyd, and he's with us today, and it's an incredible honor. Thank you, George. Uh, thank you, Selwyn, for being here. Liz, you, I know I you're excited, too. I am, absolutely. I, it's an honor and a privilege. I appreciate individuals like yourself thank you. giving me an opportunity to spread my word because we've got to have a conversation, uh, and nothing gets done in this world if you don't communicate. Four That's things. True. Communication. Uh, conversation, education, and you know you got to make people a little rough, rough couple feathers sometimes to make people think. You know, obviously we we all got to see, like it or not, uh, the basically the public ex- execution of of uh, your nephew, um, and uh, what what a travesty it was. I know your mission in life now is to make his death mean something, but I have to ask you, how are you? The trial uh, is happening now. Um, I, I will tell you, it is a, it's a complete circus, uh, in some respects, uh, taking away the entire purpose, uh, of a man being killed in front of our eyes. How are you, how are you handling everything? I am absolutely obsessed. I've been crazy this week because I left the courthouse on Monday, Tuesday, and I knew what was going to happen this week. I knew that the, the assassination of character and all the things that nobody wants to hear and see and know. And I saw them, I've seen them. Uh, this is a, a secret to me that he had, he had demons that, you know, he's the person, you know, everybody makes mistakes. And fortunately, some people get put with situations that we need to figure out some kind of counseling we could have for many different situations because the mental health illness in this world is running rapid, you know? And I've cried, Uh, I've been mad, I've hollered, I've screamed. And at the end of the day, I'm not mad at anyone. What I'm mad at is how the system was created. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you could cut the television on and once every week, you wouldn't see an accident that happened of a killing of a black man by a police officer? Because all police officers aren't bad. And the defund the police, that's probably 
one of the smarter things and sillier things. But know this, the police department budget literally takes up about 65 to 75% of the money uh, for the town because they always got to have new guns. They always got to have cameras. They always got to have some little extra trinket. Well, instead of spending $15,000 on a body cam, thank God for body cams, don't they? Hey, they help. Why not get counselors to go out to mental health situations? Because a lot of these situations, I, I know three of them, that it was a mental health situation, you know? When it needs it need somebody to help them. All people want to do sometimes is just to talk, just to talk to feel like somebody care, you know? And so I, we got to have police. We got to have police, you know, because we got to have some kind of law and order. But we just need to, we need to figure out a way that they are not escalating and de-escalating. Let's hear from our sponsor, Marcus Octon. Let me just ask you, what is all of this meant to you? What's happened with George Floyd, social justice, and how has that enhanced the brand of Marcus Ogden? So for me, Joe, social justice is about treating everyone in society equally. And to me, it needs to be looking at people as people. It's a social impact. It's the way that you carry yourself, where you respect everyone, you treat everyone the same, treat people the way that you want to be treated. So to me, social justice is all about equality for all. Doesn't matter your race, doesn't matter your economic background, doesn't matter your religion, your beliefs, none of that stuff. It's about really and truly living and embodying that everyone is equal and treat everyone exactly the same. And for our brand, it's been huge because we are a big believer of equality and justice for all. So again, I'm so sorry and such a tragedy that happened to George Floyd, but it's brought to light how important it is to treat everyone equally and give everyone the ability to live their best life regardless of where they, who they are or where they come from. Selwyn, what would you want people to know about George? Because so many of us around the country were galvanized when we saw just the brutal nature of what happened to your nephew. And it, it really hurt our hearts to see everything that your family was going through. What would you want people to know and understand about him? You talked about some of the struggles that you had to overcome and the character assassination that we've seen. George Floyd, George Floyd, if you know him, you call him Perry, was a human being the way that he died. You're gonna think I'm crazy saying this, Thank you, coronavirus. Without coronavirus, everybody's not sitting in their house waiting for something. We've we I, we've said that before too that the the circumstances for right for coronavirus made us focus on that. Yeah, um, it made instead of being at work, right? Instead of it being at work, working in a meeting. Yeah, for the first time, everybody got a chance to see what black folks have had to take for 400 years. And it took a pandemic and it took, this is what I feel. 
This is honest. You had Donella Frazier. These are all quasars now. Quasars had the lineup. Donella Frazier had to be taking her cousin to the store to the pop. Terry Floyd had to be at that store. Derek Chauvin just happened. He had to be that particular police officer that got the head. And you know what, man? The devil and that angel, they all got together and said, okay, just what we're going to do. It's been 400 years of total destruction, domination, degrading, humiliating. And today, because George Floyd should have been a professional athlete, he made bad choices and bad decisions. And we're not going to continue to see a guy with a good heart and a good soul walk on this earth destroying itself, humiliating itself. Uh, and all of that had to happen. It had to happen on that particular day, that particular hour, that particular day. It had to happen. When I found out it was George, I was about two minutes into it. My sister called me and said, you see what they did to Perry? I sat back in the chair. We all sat there together and wait for him to die. We waited because we knew that it didn't, you didn't have to look at it long to realize that he won't get up. And I sat there and I, yeah, I noticed when he peed on himself. Well, let me tell you what I've seen the other day. I'm looking at television and that rocket scientist uh, dude from uh, Dublin, Ireland, says, if you'll notice right here, you will see the eye flutter. And you'll see him. He just died. That broke my heart. That broke my heart. That I can put a time on the time my nephew died. And once again, let's hear from our sponsor, Marcus Ogden. Now, Marcus, your brand um, has been expanding and, you know, that experience has been just absolutely honored to watch uh, you grow. Um, you do offer a range of services, keynote speaking, uh, you do individual coaching. Can you talk about how you embed social justice, how you embed education into uh, your work at, at uh, Marcus Ogden brand? So at the Marcus Ogden branch, yo, we believe that justice folly for all is vital, important, and it's non-negotiable. So when we're speaking to different groups about inclusion, dialogue, respecting each other, we're talking to different groups about the importance of education. And I always, Joe, when I talk in my different keynotes, my consulting, my coaching, being a brand ambassador, being an owner of different businesses, I always bring out education over sports is how I was raised. My grandmother was a teacher. My wife is a teacher. I'm big on education over sports, no matter who you are or what you want to do with your life. So between justice for all, education at the forefront of who I am and what we talk about, 
That is what it means to me to have social justice in our work and education as the core of what we do. Talk about George Floyd. I think the big message there is that that became a catalyst for social justice. And we're we're now what a year? Are we a year out? No, eleven months. Eleven months. It's been eleven months. There's an, a lot has happened since then. We've just seen something recently happen with the killing of yeah. Dante Ray. It yeah. continues now. What do you? And I always ask Liz. It's this like thing. a pandemic. It's like a pandemic. It's a it's pandemic. Just like it's a pandemic. Well, and we've talked about. How did about you put this. your gun? No, I was going to say, we talked about this and I always ask Liz, is this, is, do you think that the the moment of your nephew being killed will be enough of a catalyst to make us continue the fight for, to, into your point, we just accept, you know, you, 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 black folks in America just accepted it and lived with it for 50 years. Do you think Mm -hmm. that that's going to change? Do you think the fight continues? Do you think people like yourself and Liz and others have the stamina? Because I don't think it's easy. She talks about how it's not easy to continue to fight this every day. It's she gets tired. It took my nephew to literally die in the street like dog. You seen somebody that was begging from the time he got out of the car, narrated his own death. The go- black people are the only people who's gonna negotiate. He had to negotiate nineteen dollars and twenty and nineteen dollars and a hundred pennies. $19,100. I have accepted the fact that that's what, that's normal to us. Darnella Frazier is the star of out of all of this because if she wouldn't have had the guts and the courage to stand there and videotape this, it'd been just a dead black guy. But my, the way my nephew died it opened a lot of people's eyes. Ever since that day, my man, I had, I don't even think about anything else. I don't think about anything else. Uh, I get my babies up uh, and I start calling people on the phone. If you look at, my phone tells me I sleep about four hours a night. But if you are Facebook friends with me, that green light stays on. I, I have people on the phone. Damn, man, you ever go to bed? I can't. Because when you've taken and been through the stuff that I've had to endure in my life, and you see all the the misdoings, wrongdoings that's been done to us, our people, my nephew, he did this for us. He, whoever it was, made a decision. They, he had to die like he had to die. So we'll have an opportunity for the first time ever to rectify the wrong. As a country, you you when you talk about that the the, the systemic racism and some of the the challenges that black folk, particularly young black folk, if, if they're struggling with all right. uh, just all, all these things they have to overcome, what do we need to do right. better? Like I said, we need to conversate, we need to communicate, we need to educate, and you know, and we need to make make somebody think. Because everybody needs an opportunity. And with a lot of the young black men, the door shut. The door shut. Most of us, the door, the door was shut 400 years ago. And you gotta open it. Just because a dude, color of his skin, doesn't, doesn't show the content of his heart. But 
you can judge the book by the cover. Simple, you know? And that's what we've had to do at Black folks because we always know what we're looking at. My nephew, obviously, that's the reason why I'm here, has given us an opportunity and a door to walk through that, he's, that we've never had. We haven't had anybody that make any movement or to have any enthusiasm for equality and justice in 50 or 60 years. And 50 or 60 years, we've been just living with how life is. And if you're gonna tell me that being in the ghetto, putting, putting, you know, putting all the black folks in the ghetto and sending them to bad schools with bad teachers to get a bad education, to not have a good job and to have to live a minuscule life, it's a good thing. Make me understand, make me understand because that seems to be how this works, you know? And systemic racism, a lot of times people don't even know it, but it's been that way for so long, you take it for granted. Qualified immunity is what we're pushing for really hard because we're qualified immunity. And it's sad to say this, but qualified immunity might make you think just a slight second before you pull that trigger. But the only problem is you don't want nobody to perish in this situation. And if a police officer thinks, hesitates in a certain situation, that might be he don't get to go home to his baby. But getting shot in the back, uh, getting chased down the street, it's just, it's absolutely gone, gotten way out of control. Selwyn, when you're speaking at some of these schools, these colleges and universities around the country, and some of your stories that you're telling, it's heartbreaking some of the things you've had to overcome, especially living in that town. And it just sounds like it's very challenging. What is some of the advice you're giving the young people? Like, what are some of the things that you think you lessons that you've learned from your own life and from everything that your family has seen and experienced over the past year? And, and what are some of the things that you think in terms of education, we need to make sure that we're explaining to young people? You have to respect yourself. You have to realize that the decisions that you make today carry you through a lifetime. So you make sure that you don't jeopardize anything that has to do with your future, your life, and just do the right thing. This ain't hard. A lot of people make it hard. You know, all you got to do, it takes just as much effort to win and it takes the same amount of effort non-effort to lose. So effort, effort, respect, just make right decisions. And you know, once again, we'll leave out one, communicate, conversate, and educate. Because without, without conversation, ain't no communication. And if you don't know, don't act like you do, figure it out.
learn because you know everybody has it we have the same opportunities it's just a matter of, of how you take it or how you use it the only people that don't have the same opportunities happen to be our color and i do agree that some of our people they're institutionalized or they're stuck in, in, in systemic racism that they can't get out I lost one of my favorite people with an act of with a with an act of racism, power, and control. Yeah, had to be sick and tired of being sick and tired. I want to just ask if you have any last words of wisdom, things that you want to share with us about your perspective on everything that's happening what's going to happen and like you said with your nephew a lot of us feel like what happened and just the like you said it was so visual that it, he it was, did change the world so how is the world going to change and, and what do you see going forward a lot of a lot of the restraint hold will change uh we've got to get that george ford police act passed so we can get rid of qualified immunity and I just honestly think that a lot of people's eyes open. So we need the less melanated people because without them, we can't, we can't do this. So this is what I hope. We got a lot, we got a lot of everybody now. Raise the roof. Hee-haw. What happens in six months when they decide that, hey, you know what? I'm done with that move. Uh, I'm not gonna march for people anymore, you know? So we gotta keep the momentum. I'm gonna keep the momentum. I ain't worried about it. I don't care if they ain't a damn soul out there with me. I'm gonna do what I need to do. Uh, we gotta just keep conversating, you know? You gotta keep having conversations. People have gotta let people in. And give people a chance. Give them a chance because everybody needs a chance. The saddest thing, this whole thing, is literally the black guy probably has to die at the end of the movie, before the end of the movie. Because I know that whenever I go to my back window, you know, I look out there, I know sooner or later there's going to be somebody that want to stop my progression. And you know, every news outlet I've communicated with, Mr. Jones, what do you think? I think that I want the judicial system just to do the right thing. It doesn't matter what the outcome is. This ain't never gonna be over. It's never gonna be over. 